So you're saying there's a chance it could have been there's a UFO. A chance it could be a UFO, Tony. <laughs> Thank yes, you. There's a chance. I don't. I don't want much here. <laughs> Just extra testicle life. You're listening to a four by four by four radio network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, at this point, I usually make you guys feel bad because you're not telling everybody about the Jeep Talk Show. Damn it, I want to. I want to so bad. But no. You rat bad. I would like to tell you about this great thing coming from the Jeep Talk Show. Josh, I think we all know people that have Jeeps that don't take them off-road. And it's not because they're scared. It's because they don't know how to go about going off-road besides just you know making a quick right or left-hand turn while they're going down the highway, <laughs> hitting the median uh, or the not, woods. Not the best way to go about <laughs> no, it. No, no. That's why we're, uh, we've are we been kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of mad scientisting things behind the scenes here a little <laughs> like bit. Like we do. <laughs> like we do. Yes, coming up with good ideas and bad sometimes. But uh, no, this is, a, this this is, is one a of those great ideas. idea. Yeah, this is a good idea, and it's all about getting those people who are new to Jeeps, new to Jeeping in general altogether, new to the off-road world and new to the sport, uh, to get them a chance to possibly get their feet wet in a, uh, in a new way. Uh, and, and it involves a, an, another level of training, if you will, uh, education. Uh, and it all starts with a seminar uh, that we are going to be putting together and, uh, and releasing in the near future uh, in the hopes of uh, of giving people an idea of what to expect uh, when uh, when seeking out training and uh, seeking out off road training, uh, somebody wants to take a class. Hey, I'm new to jeeping. I want to uh, get into this. What do I do? Where do I go? How does it work? You know, and there's tons of places all around the nation that provide training of different sorts for different levels of off roading. And we're going to get you, the listener, and uh, maybe your friend who's new to jeeping, connected, regardless of where you live, where they live. Uh, to these kinds of uh, institutions who can train or, them and get them the kind of stuff they or, need. Or maybe a husband and wife team that uh, the, the husband or the wife uh, likes going off-roading with their spouse, but will not listen to them whenever they're trying to be told how to do off-roading. Going to an off-road course, it was hilarious going to uh, offroading101.com with uh, Todd uh, Bacon and his group. And there was several uh, husband and wife teams out there, and they were out there because uh, the the in in this case the wife wanted to learn how to wheel and wouldn't listen to the husband, so she went to a professional <laughs> to, to teach her to go off road. So the big deal about this seminar is is that we got people, we all know people that want to get want to use their Jeep for what it was intended for, but they don't know how to go about it. They don't know where to go uh, to actually to to take a class. And they are kind of concerned because their lack of knowledge about Jeep and off-roading, and they just don't want to be embarrassed. Well, the Jeep Talk Show seminars are going to try to help remove that edge and let you know what to expect and even help you with finding an off-road place uh, class to go to. That's right. All about connecting you, the, the new user, with your Jeep and a school that's going to get you the right kind of education to get, uh, make you help you get you get you out there into the woods, onto the trails, into the rocks and mud, out there having some fun and doing it safely and more importantly, confidently. And this is going to be a safe zone because it's not just to us talk to you. There's going to be questions and answers in this seminar, so you can ask us. We want you to feel more comfortable, more confident 
about taking your Jeep to an off-road class and then learn the confidence of driving off-road, you would be amazed what your Jeep can do. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Winnie, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. For a second there, I thought I, I forgot, uh, didn't add Ma- uh, Mandy, uh, add Tammy back in. because you just combine the two into one person. That, that'll work. You know? Well, no, Mandy's my youngest, uh, my youngest daughter. <laughs> but anyway, I, I thought, uh, I, I thought. For a second there that tammy's name wasn't in there and she's back tonight so you're going to be hearing from tammy in our next episode 551 hey welcome back jeeper i'm josh and on this episode of the jeep talk show i'll be talking about which jeep just won the coveted four-wheeler of the year award was it I'll mine prove- i don't think so <laughs> i'll prove to you that jeep thinks that you're dumb deaf and blind and a famous off-road park closes under mysterious circumstances you'll be able to figure out why and later, I ask a question about camera use in Jeeps while wheeling. You don't want to miss this. Is it ghosts or UFOs? Is it UFOs? It was UFOs. Well, it's kind of like the old Scooby-Doo cartoons. It's nothing but Q-tips <laughs> and a projector. <laughs> don't blink it. Don't blink if it's UFOs. Ah, it's UFOs. All right. So. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, or should I say Drama Mama? And I'm back on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Hey, I'm Tony, and we have a very special episode for you tonight. We will be talking to Zach of MidlandUSA.com about something that GMRS radiophiles, made up word, have been waiting for a very long time. Are you ready? Damn it, the I am. I can't wait. This is I'm just, I'm just too excited. Tell me what it is. And that was 50 watts, by the way. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. You know, it's that time of year again when the Four-Wheeler Network announces their Four-Wheeler SUV of the Year Award. This is a big deal, as it gives the winner big bragging rights in the off-road world when it is announced. Four-Wheeler's SUV of the Year competition is open to all new or significantly revised SUVs for the upcoming model year and culminates in the annual award judged by the editors of the long-standing 4x4 Enthusiast publication. Four-Wheeler's week-long testing regimen includes Ramp Travel Index, or RTI, testing to gauge each vehicle's suspension articulation. It involves track testing, including a 0-60 to 60 and quarter-mile acceleration times, as well as 60-0 to zero braking distance, and on- and off-road evaluation, of course, in the mountains and deserts of Southern California and Nevada. These vehicles are tested and subjected to a variety of off-road conditions, including sand, rocky trails, loose surface trails, rutted back roads, and loose dirt hill climbs. Night driving was also integrated into the competition to gauge performance of each vehicle's lighting equipment as well. No aspect of performance is neglected, and in the 48 years this award program has been running, Jeep has only won it 10 times. So, there's something to see how, how stringent this judging really is. And speaking of the judges, their conclusion for the award for the 2022 four-wheeler uh, SUV of the year, well, it's the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392, and it just may be the absolute pinnacle of factory off-road SUVs. The Jeep Wrangler 392 is the first vehicle in decades of testing to hit a bullseye on everything that the four-wheeler judging staff has ever wanted to see out of an off-road capable SUV. With solid axles, front and rear lockers, a disconnecting sway bar, flexi-link and coil suspension, 35-inch tires, and V8 integration boasting a whopping 470 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque, the Wrangler 392 takes Jeep's iconic off-road vehicle to a whole nother plane of existence, clearly setting the bar for factory off-road performance by which all others will be measured by. 
For decades, Jeep Wrangler fans have been desperately asking for the automaker to equip the award-winning off-roader with a powerful V8 engine. Jeep's inclusion of the 470-horsepower 6.4-liter Hemi V8 engine in a Wrangler both shocked and delighted the off-roading world while fulfilling all of our wildest dreams. And the fact that you can pair it with all the goodies that come with the Rubicon package, 35-inch tires through Jeep's Extreme Recon package, and all that comes with a factory warranty, well, it's a combination made in heaven and a dream come true for anyone who can afford it. If that's you, congratulations. You got a hell of a machine. If you'd like to see a list of the 10, well, now 11 Jeep winners of Ford Wheelers SUV of the Year in the last 48 years, go check out the show notes for the episode at jeeptalkshow.com. Ooh, I see an XJ on there. You're going to see a few XJs on there. Actually, the Cherokee has won, or I should say, a Cherokee of one form or another has won this award more times than the Wrangler has. Well, that makes sense. Well, to some of us, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, to us, uh, us XJ lovers, it makes sense. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, Josh, have you have you been around uh, one of these V8 Wranglers? Because there was one at that off-roading class that I, I went to. Uh, I've got a buddy who lives about an hour south of me who has one who he's been just dumping an insane amount of money into. And I think he's already <laughs> got the thing on 40. You have to just to get it. <laughs> I know. So I'm like... Holy crap, John. Did you say, like, did you like, say 40s? Without a second mortgage? Yeah, no, I think he's got 40s on now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it, this is a guy who doesn't do anything. I mean, he, go big and go or, or go home was made because of this guy. I got you. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think this is his third or fourth Wrangler in 10 years. And, uh, and each and every one of them has been more built than the last. It, it's just, it's, it is a work of art. I'll see if I can't... Uh, uh, get some pictures and, and share them with you guys. But, it, uh, but yeah, so I haven't had a chance to actually. It sounds so good. This, oh, just idling, yeah. it sounds so good. Well, there's a shop, um, uh, there's actually a, quite a few of them up here uh, who have been doing Hemi swaps in, in JKs for, for decades. I mean, for, for a long time. Uh, and, and so I've, I've heard that V8 sound in, in a lot of Wranglers over the years. Uh, but, but yeah, you're right. There's something about that 392, about that that just that grunt coming oh, uh, out of the a dual exhaust. You know, it's a stereo it system. Belongs. It belongs. <laughs> it just <Yes>. fits. <laughs> so, uh, the serious question here: uh, the the engine. You don't have time for those. The here engine the size is 392. Would it have killed them to put eight more cubes in that? <laughs> to get over that 400 mark, right? Could we have just got, you know, a little 402 in there 400. or something? Let's call it the 400, Rubicon 400. Um, uh, so, uh, let me ask you this. I don't mean to get into a depressing subject here, but and you probably know about this. That I, I believe some of the Dodge engines, uh, and this may fit into that category, have had an issue with dropping valve seats and then valves going places where they weren't supposed to go. Is is that a potential with this Hemi? Is it? Uh, is that also on the Hemi engines? Well, there's been issues with the Hemi engines since the 70s, uh, for that matter. Uh, but this new generation of Hemi, when they brought it back in... God, I'm going to brain fart on the year that they brought the Hemi back. But uh, but there has been issues in the truck versions of the Hemi oh, engine okay. for a little while. Uh, there's some certain things that get locked out on the... And I think it's it's in valve timing and things like that to make the engine more efficient. Uh, they they use it on the on the on the cars, but not on the trucks. There's something that gets locked out on that, and that system has been known to fail. Gotcha. Um, and, and and so 
yes and no. I mean, is it a big deal? Is it a deal breaker? Is it this, well, every engine after 30,000 miles is going to just grenade? No, it's not like that. Um, uh, but, you know, it also kind of depends on maintenance, uh, how you drive, you know, that sort of well, thing. I like so, that. I mean, not the how you drive part, because I know how I drive, but the, the maintenance issue, I think, is, I mean, proper oil changes and stuff, I'm I'm sure, and not overheating yeah, the engine. Yeah, it's got 160,000 miles on it. I haven't had to change the oil once. Oh, God. I've seen some, some videos recently where they were, you know, like it looked like honey coming out of the uh, the oil pan. It was just so sad. But uh, okay, good. I mean, I would hate to spend this much money uh, for a uh, for a Wrangler and then uh, wind up with uh, the valves uh, dropping in the uh, into the cylinders. So, yeah, just curious. No but, good, very bad. Day. But beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I pointed out to the owner of that. Uh, uh, 392 Wrangler, uh, all, the gas cap, it said fuel. I said they put fuel on there so you know exactly what you're going to be using a lot of. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, he wasn't amused. Because <laughs> no, he probably knows oh, already. Yeah. Don't remind he, me. <laughs> shouldn't be driving this to work. Well, Jeep is going to be shoving this down your throat whether you like it or not. Oh. Car communication systems and an agonizingly growing list of nanny-like driver assistance systems mean modern vehicles can foresee dangerous situations even if you are too oblivious to see them for yourself and prepare accordingly. Soon, millions of Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Dodge drivers in the U.S. will experience this firsthand thanks to an OTA or over-the-air update that will allow the vehicles to warn the driver when an emergency vehicle is nearby because your eyes and ears apparently have stopped working. Yeah. Well, don't get me started. For those of you who are white-knuckle terrified to get behind the wheel of anything with an engine, then this new forced software update will be like a warm security blanket in a safe zone with hot cocoa and butterflies. It's because of you and your ilk who drive <laughs> down the road completely oblivious to your own actions or anything around you that 63 emergency responders were killed in the year of 2021 when they were struck on the side of the road by another motorist. To prevent these accidents from happening, we could actually teach people how to drive, but that makes too much sense and would feel like totally like hard and stuff. So Stellantis thinks that you need things like software and additional levels of driver assistant technology more than say, oh gee, I don't know, somebody like me in the seat next to you yelling at and shaming you for trying to merge onto the freeway at 42 miles an hour. <laughs> Instead, the automaker has implemented a feature that will now display a warning message in the Jeep's dashboard when an emergency vehicle is approaching or the Jeep drives towards you. Because, again, they believe that you are incapable of using your eyes and that your ears have fallen off of your skull. And you will in no way freak out the first time this thing goes off like a fire alarm inside the cab of your Jeep and you start wildly looking around in every direction to find some hope of figuring out why your ear holes are suddenly being assaulted and you completely miss little Billy chasing a ball into the middle of the street. <laughs> Oh, no, not Billy, not again. <laughs> Emergency Vehicle Alert System, or EVAS, will initially be available in North America to more than 4 million drivers of Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Dodge vehicles. Stellantis could roll it out across the 14 brands the automaker sells around the world, but the new system still needs support from the emergency services from other countries. So, it will be on a country-by-country -country basis for now, until the other countries are ready for their drivers to be indoctrinated into an aptitude <laughs> as well. Now, the company will be uh, officially announcing the new system during CES in the coming days, followed by the large-scale deployment by the end of the month. So I, I saw this, and I was thinking, eh, what do I care? I got, <laughs> I got a new vehicle, and it took me 23, 24 years before I bought one, a new one. So I don't have anything to worry about this. But you said it was an update, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So that means Over because of my new update, vehicle. That means you're included, Tony, <laughs> whether you like it or not.
So, Josh, are you familiar with uh, what happened recently uh, with the the motorist stranded on I ninety five for like thirty seven hours because of the ice and the snow? Oh, no, yeah. Did you hear about the uh, the Uber driver who was uh, or somebody was taking an Uber and they charged him six hundred dollars <laughs> for that Uber trip? Well, and that didn't include the the warm uh, foot rubs and uh, <laughs> the co- the the spooning for heat. I'm just gonna put my feet up on the center console. You don't mind, do you? I mean, you guys that get snow and stuff, snow and ice and temperatures that are so low, I mean, that's terrifying. I mean, we see hurricanes coming. The, we may get an ice storm occasionally, but we don't have to worry about dying simply because we're driving somewhere in a vehicle. Now, I mean, in their defense, the, the weather system had uh, predicted and uh, broadcasted only like two to four inches accumulation, and they got like 10 times that. But uh, yeah. yeah, so they but were I mean, a little off. But I mean, in, in those areas, yeah. you have to make sure you have enough fuel in your vehicle oh, on, yeah. <laughs> on the outside chance that you're stuck for 37 hours on a freeway. Now, a couple of years ago, we had a huge snowstorm here in Portland, and people were leaving their vehicles in the middle of the freeway like all right well i haven't moved in an hour so bye and just left but well that's in that when the the bouncing buggies and left isn't that when the bouncing buggies uh, come out, you know, where they drive them uh, illegally on the road and start pulling people out? I've seen that before on YouTube where you get the Oh, the, the Oregon buggies. Department of Transportation had, uh, had a heyday uh, pulling our, you know, taking all these vehicles off the road once, you know, things kind of got plowed. And, and well, and that was, that was the other thing is you've got sections of freeway that have five or six cars just sitting in the middle lane. They, they couldn't plow. Uh, because, you know, these cars were in the way. And so they had to, like, you know, work things around, finally clear things out away enough to where they could get the tow trucks in there, get the vehicles cleared, mm-hmm. then finish the plowing. It was an absolute cluster F. <laughs> so anyway, my point to this is... Oh, there's a point. <laughs> there always is. Whether I, I remember what it is or not from when I start, that, that's something else. But have you ever heard of them talking about uh, having vehicles communicating with one another so that you know... Uh, the vehicle's speed in front of you and all this computer-controlled stuff. I'm thinking, how good would it have been if we had had some sort of alert system for those vehicles that were driving down the highway and they were driving into a situation like this where they could have been warned and pulled off? And I think some of the the stuff is is, uh, available in GPS uh, units, Uh, but something that, like, popped up on your screen that it said... uh, Highway closed ahead. Uh, detour. No, they they now. had the warning signs on the freeway, the big LED reader boards <sighs> that were saying, you I know, imminent then. danger ahead. <laughs> depart from the freeway. You know, that's oh, it's stuff. the government. They're always lying to us. Let's let's go. <laughs> no, no, don't trust the road sign, but trust the it thing. It said your zombies dad. last week, so <laughs> that didn't happen. Boy, was I disappointed. <laughs> Well, a lot of people are trying to figure out what happened with this place, Tony. A, uh, it's called Durhamtown. It's a massive 6,750-acre off-roading resort in Union Point, Georgia. It's a very popular destination for all breeds of off-road enthusiasts, from you know quad uh, riders to bike riders, jeepers, and, and side-by-side, the whole, the whole gambit. Well, it's closed. And it is the first thing that you're going to now see on their website. And its owner, Mike McCommons, uh, made the official announcement on the resort's Facebook page on Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. Taken straight from the website, quote, It is with a very heavy heart that we announce Durhamtown will be closed effective immediately. We appreciate each and every one of you over the years and your continued support. The announcement has provoked widespread speculation on what prompted the decision to close such a popular wheeling destination. Though many have reached out in hopes of offering help, support, or just one enclosure, the owner has declined to lift the veil over what has become a mystery for fans of Durhamtown. 
Since the news broke earlier this week, as we record this, it has come to our attention that Mike McCommons has sent a correspondence to the Athens Banner Herald, a local publication in Union Point, saying, quote, you can write what you feel comfortable with, but I have been advised not to comment. Ooh. Thanks, Mike. I'm now, to me, that you. sounds like legal speak, right, Tony? Which means there's an, inter- uh, an attorney involved, and that's never a good sign. Or the federal government. Again, UFO. There was a UFO landing <laughs> on this, and they got it closed because the federal government told them they had to. Maybe it'll reopen. Maybe it's too much radiation. So I don't know. Man, I like your Area 51 angle. <laughs> uh, but here's here's something else to consider, though. Between oh. October of 2019 and July of 2020, the park saw three dirt bike rider fatalities in those nine months. The deaths in nine months were whether the owner of the park was responsible or not. Well, this happened on private property. And although I'm sure waivers were in play... That doesn't mean somebody hasn't paid big bucks to find a loophole to get compensation for a loved one's death. Public pressure, a loss of the ability to carry insurance on the park, it could be anything, or none of this at all. Either way, time will tell if this park will ever be open to Jeepers or any other off-roaders ever again. So you're saying there's a chance it could have been a UFO. There's a chance it could be a UFO, Tony. (laughs) Thank you. There's a chance. I don't don't want much here. (laughs) Just extra testicle life. All right, so, <laughs> well, that's a shame. I hate to hear about the deaths at the park. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, uh, I but mean, those things are going to happen, but, you know, potentially, depending on the individuals. Yeah, I mean, again, it could have been proper, uh, improper uh, trail labeling or, or, you know, things like that. I, it could have been just somebody was using alcohol and they didn't have a no alcohol uh, policy or something like that. I don't know, to be honest. I really don't have any idea what's going on. It's, everything's being played very close to the vest. Uh, and we may never know, uh, but hopefully uh, things get, you know, uh, there's a statute of limitations or, you know, the, well, uh, if, if the, the case is closed yeah. or, you know, something settled right and, and, and things can go public. Uh, until then, we're just going to have to play the wait and see game. And uh, when things do got, finally get released, we'll let you guys know. Could you imagine? I mean, I don't know. This Maybe this guy's rich anyway, but could you imagine having uh, a huge piece of land big enough to have an off-road park? park? And now you're removing your ability to pay taxes on that property. That's a thing. It's a fire sale. Me. Everything must go, everybody. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Liquidating everything. That's just <laughs> such a shame. And uh, it's, uh, I just hope it's not another, uh, another case of lack of personal responsibility. Where people that's what i'm something. hoping too where where maybe uncle sam has shut it down because you know he owes a, you know 10 million dollars in back taxes oh, that'd or be something good news, like that yeah. <laughs> you know i mean well in that case you know there could be somebody else that comes in absolutely buys the business uh you know takes the land with the tax liability or you know without you know whatever i don't know how all that would work out but you know somebody could get uh, compensated in some degree or another uh, during the sale, and this place could be reopened uh, under new management. You know who knows. Well, I know that uh, this is years ago, but I know, or actually, there was rumors of. I shouldn't say I, there, I know uh, the the local drive-in theater uh, was shut down due to so many unwanted pregnancies. So there's that. <laughs> For F's sake. <laughs> If you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, even if it's something like that, just make sure to let us know by phone or by email. (laughs) Especially by phone. (laughs) Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out to us. People are going, he just thinks he's so funny. And I I don't even know why I'm listening. (laughs) You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast.
Oh, we've got something for every flavor of off-roader at the 4x4radionetwork.com website. The On the Trail podcast is there. Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, even the Jeep talk show is there. It's all about great off-road shows, and it's all in one place. It's all for free, and you can go there right now. 4x4radionetwork.com. That's the number four, the letter X, the number four, and radionetwork.com. All one word. We'll see you there. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So funny hearing a gladiator with an Australian accent. Um, so, uh, and Josh, you'll be happy about this. Uh, really don't have anything for the Rubik, uh, the Rubicon, the gladiator update tonight. But I do have something I think is uh, is better, at least different. Uh, many of you know Randy at Not a Rubicon Productions, a YouTube channel with both Jeep and GMRS radio information. We've interviewed Randy back on episode 475 about GMRS radio, and I think we talked a little bit about uh, Jeeps in there as well, uh, especially about mounting the uh, the radios in the Jeeps. Uh, if you're new to GMRS, it's basically a CB radio in as much as it is a two-way radio. It means you can transmit and receive to people, uh, but it's 50 watts instead of the 4 watts that you get on CB. And you can use uh, services that can make it much easier for your radio to be heard at a greater distance, very much like ham radio does. Well, I was watching Randy, and he was talking about a radio that I haven't been able to talk to you about, uh, the Jeep Talk Show listener, since I found out about it in June of 2021. See, I can keep a secret. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, ta- sure, about radios, but I tell you something, and it just <laughs> right out the well, you know, you signed a disclaimer. So I'm talking about the Midland MXT, and I always want to say MTX, the Midland MXT 500. It's a mobile 50 watt GMRS 30 channel radio. The very first from Midland. Now, it's not the first GMRS radio, but it's the first from Midland. Uh, the highest power they had prior to this was 40 watts. So this would be. 10 more, Josh? I mean, I'm sorry, that's bad. I was told there'd be no man. <laughs> I've been playing around with one, a brown box version, since June. But there's no reason for me to go on. Let's hear from Zach of Midland, USA. All right, boys and girls, you re- might remember our uh, interview with Zach over at Midland Radio, uh, MidlandUSA.com, uh, a few months ago, back in July, I believe it was. And uh, he was telling us uh, about Midland and GMRS radios to be used on trail. Of course, Zach is the product manager at Midland Radio overseeing the GMRS product lines, which consist of micromobiles and walkie-talkies. He has uh, worked in project management for eight years and currently sits uh, on the product advisory board for Missouri State University. Midland Radio is the official communication sponsor of Jeep Jamboree, and Zach attends multiple Jeep Jamborees annually. You can find out more about Midland Radio at their products uh, and their products at MidlandUSA.com. Zach, thanks a lot for making time for us. Now, uh, I found out uh, recently, I, and, and I called this to your attention, <laughs> that Randy, uh, a friend of the show, Randy at uh, Not a Rubicon Productions, he's, uh, I think he was on episode 475, uh, he was doing a, he released a video about the MXT 500 and, and through some cross communications, I didn't think I could talk about it till mid January, but uh, you, you quickly corrected me on that. And 
we're uh, we're announcing it now for uh, for all our listeners. Uh, the MXT five hundred uh, is coming out. It's a a mobile GMRS radio. Uh, it has a fixed head. In other words, you can't take the the face or the head off of the radio. And what's the special thing? The really really special thing about this, Zach. Well, hey, Tony, I, I appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, we're, we're really excited for the MXT500 launch. Um, they'll be launching next week. Uh, we, we've released uh, some of our content creators to, to put out information, um, yourself included, which is why we're here. But uh, this is a very cool product. Uh, I, I, you know, not only is it a 50-watt radio, it's also IP66 water and dust proof. So it's really rugged, um, you know, tough radio. And it's got a lot of cool features. So I, I consider this to be the perfect bridge between, you know, our, our user-friendly Midland style uh, and one of the, you know, more experienced-type radio user radios, right? Mm-hmm. So this bridges the gap. It gives you all the features, but it's still, you know, super easy to use. Um, it's got, you know, intercom port, uh, repeater-capable, split-tone-capable, uh, narrow-wide band. So it, it's pretty much got... Uh, Everything that we, we think the majority of radio users will ask for. Unfortunately, I, I've been in radio long enough to know that it uh, doesn't matter what you do, some people still have <laughs> reasons right. to claim. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I think this is going to be a really good radio for about 99% of the market. Um, and, of course, the range is just incredible. So we're excited to be able to launch that uh, this coming week. Well, I think keeping it simple is key because not everybody that wants to communicate on the on the trail and and congratulations on on the IP sixty six the the water and the dust uh, uh, issues with uh, you know how 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 well people put uh, jeeps through all kinds of situations that are very dusty and and wet and you know sometimes they get caught out in the rain uh, with the top off so that's very important for a, a GMRS radio to continue working especially if you're going to use it for any kind of emergency situation. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the thing that I thought was just the, the absolute thing was what's been promised from for years from Midland, at least that's the way I always hear it, is 50 watts. And now it's coming true. So <laughs> now there's one thing that probably may be a little, uh, I don't know, uh, eggheady, uh, thick glasses uh, about this, but you can actually plug a USB-C cable into the uh, MXT500 and program it with a Windows laptop or desktop computer using the, the Midland-provided software. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. So the software will be available on the product page, on the Midland uh, USA product page for the 500. Um, you can program it uh, from your computer if you prefer to. Like, I, I know some of the more experienced uh, GMRS users like to do that. It also has the extra seven channels, so you can pre-program um, you know, channels 8 through 14, which are empty right now, to you know, whatever channel privacy tone settings you would like. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the features we added to, to give some benefits to, uh, you know, the more experienced GMR, GMRS users because uh, they like to have that functionality uh, you know, for their radios. Yeah, I mean, if you go in there and set the tones for repeater operation and there's more than one repeater in your area or maybe you go to different areas and but and the repeaters you like to use are all on the same channel, now you can have different tones in those those channels that aren't being used, and I thought that was a really good uh, good idea. Yeah, thank thank you. We're, we were uh, you know we got enough feedback over the last couple of years that, that people wanted that functionality, so we uh, we had to make sure that they got it. So uh, the uh, MXT five hundred it has a uh, a nice clear display. You got multiple colors that you can pick from. 
uh all the uh all the, the 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 knobs and stuff on there are very easy to access it's a very nice radio it's not huge either but you can tell the heft to it the 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 heat sink that's that's built into this thing makes it a nice uh heavy not too heavy but a nice heavy radio it's not something that you will think is uh is cheap or a cheap plastic type thing Oh, one of the things I noticed about the uh, the 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 MT uh, M, I always want to say MTX I'm in Texas the MXT five hundred uh, opened that thing up and was looking at all the goodies inside. You guys not only include a uh, NMO type mount antenna, a very uh, small one, a quarter wave for uh, the four hundred megahertz range, but you also include a very very large, nice magnetic base to screw it into. And because it's an NMO mount, that means that you can buy a more expensive antenna, but you don't have to buy a base for it. You can just screw it right into that uh, that magnetic mount and continue using it and get the additional gain from a larger antenna. Very nice that that's packaged in there with the MXT500. Yeah, and, and you know, originally we, we did have a, a magnetic mount included, but it was smaller. When we tested it with some of our larger antennas, um, it, it wasn't as stable as we wanted, so we increased the size to the same size as our uh, MXDA12 magnet base. That way, if somebody does want to upgrade, they can just unscrew it, screw the new antenna on, and, and they'll be good to go. Yeah, and if something happens to your antenna, the, the antenna that comes with it is so little, it's about like uh, six inches long, I think. You could throw that in the uh, the glove compartment, and if something happens to your main antenna and you still need to be able to, to transmit out, you can quickly screw this on there, and then you're back in business. Yep, that's exactly right. So, uh, can we talk about the MXT575? Because I know there's a lot of interest in that, and... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun here, but uh, I wouldn't mind getting ahead of Randy of the Rubicon Productions on the uh, releasing this information. <laughs> well, you know, so Randy, I'm, I'm sure you you see in the background, he's got the. He's actually got it kind of on display. Oh, I didn't see that. Egg, the five seven five, <laughs> yeah. So um, next week we will be announcing when we launch the MXT five hundred that the MXT five seven five will be coming. Uh, somewhat shortly thereafter. We're projecting the summer mm-hmm. um, of 2022, um, and that's subject to change a little bit. Um, we, we think we can pull it forward, but we want to be a little conservative because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a there's a big crisis going on in the logistics industry, and we don't want to continue to over-promise, you know. So sure. right now we, we're saying summer of 2022, um, but, you know, for the people who prefer the uh, integrated control mic, like the MXT275, um, it will be coming uh, as well. Um, just uh, ha- have to wait a little bit longer, unfortunately, for that one. So, just so, so we're clear, the uh, this is the the MXT575 is basically a 50 watt version of the MXT275. Would that be the a, a fair statement? Correct. The the one big difference being the both of our 50-watt radios, the 500 you have both narrow and wideband options. So a, a lot of people, you know, most GMRS users like to use wideband, and so people want to have the option, um, like if you're communicating with an FRS radio, now you can use narrow band because they're all narrow. And if you're communicating with GMRS, uh, you can switch it over and, and uh, use wideband, and so you'll have better communication uh, by being able to choose which band you want to use based on, um, you know, what 
what the person you're communicating is is, is on. Right, because if uh, if I understand correctly, the audio is uh, sounds a little lower uh, on one if they're not matched up. You get a lot better uh, communication uh, and from the uh, audio levels if it's on uh, the same uh, wide band or, or narrow band. So that's uh, that's kind of the nice thing that you guys did that. It's and it gets a little more into the minutia of uh, how radios work and stuff. So. Uh, basically, if they can't hear you, try switching it to wideband and see if it helps, or or the other, or vice versa. So uh, now both yep. of, both of these radios have USB C uh, connectors. Is that right? Yeah, we went with USB C uh, because we want to give the option for fast charging, um, including uh, like computer and and uh, laptop and you know tablet charging. If if people need to do that while they're in their vehicle, and a lot of people, some of these overlanders have some pretty neat setups so uh, you know they've got all sorts of high-tech equipment and uh, now they can use either of the radios to charge that equipment or to power that equipment while they're on the road yeah and the uh, I, don't, I don't know about the specs on the 575 but the 500 is like a 35 36 watt uh, uh available power on that USB-C, I, I believe yeah i think it's uh, it's 36 um which compared to like the 115 and 275 uh, those also have USB now, but they're only 18 watts, so it's it's a it's a ton coming through there. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of updates here. Oh, and of course the split uh, uh, the split tones, having uh, be able to have a a different uh, in inbound and outbound tone for the uh, for the Midlands is is big as well. Now let me ask you this, uh, and I know nothing about this, so you you can say uh, hell no, don't ask me that question. What do you guys do if somebody wants to set up a repeater? And they want to set up their their GMRS repeater through Midland. Do you guys have uh, repeaters, or do you have uh, radios that can operate as a repeater? Um, currently, no. But uh, but stay tuned because this is ah, something we want to provide. Yes. Um, and and I'm not going to say we have something in the works because I, I I can't really allude to anything like that. But uh, you know, just just keep your keep your eyes out for <laughs> for some announcements coming later this year. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good. Uh, thank you for that. Well, Zach, is there anything else that I didn't ask that you might want to jump in here with uh, some information about the MXT five hundred? No, I, I think we covered it all. I, I, you know, the the real benefit to this radio, um, as I'm sure you've got to scroll through it, it's just uh, the user face is so simple. Yes. You get into the menu, to scroll through the fifteen options, and you you know you press the the uh, the uh, button on it to to change your settings and. Uh, you know, compared to some of our previous radios and a lot of radios on the market, it's just like a night and day difference. So, you know, you get, you're getting a lot of power here to, to do our radio and easy to use. Um, we're just excited to finally be able to bring this product to market. I know it's been a long time coming and, uh, you know, people have been waiting for it. But uh, as of next week, it's here and uh, and we're excited to uh, to start getting some feedback from from our customer base on it. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're going to get a lot of good feedback. And and you know how people are. You'll get some bad as well. But I think overall, it's a very good radio. And I think you guys are going to be really excited about it. I know I am. And, and Zach, thank you very much to you and Midland for providing uh, the Jeep Talk Show with uh, pre-production units and also to recently uh, brand new units to give away to our uh, listeners, which we'll be uh, talking more about that uh, in this episode. Absolutely, yeah. No, we're we're excited to have you, you know, interested in the product and and talking about it on your show. So, uh, you know, you, you guys have just been great, Tony. So, Josh, what do you think? Well, uh, you know, if I can get something like this, an MXT five hundred radio from Midland, uh, free from the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> what? Sign me what? up. What? 
free from the Jeep talk show? Well, I mean, somebody's got to pay for it, right? Oh, that's true. So I'm really happy that uh, Zach in Midland, USA uh, is making a MXT 500 available to the Jeep talk show to give to you. To me. Oh, sweet. I'm finally getting something out of the show. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> you get something to do. It's a work release program that you're a part of, and it, oh, you're, you're doing it here. So, you know what we always do, Josh, uh, when we're giving something away, right? Well, yes. Uh, we're going to have to pick a number, uh, and that'll be the magic number of uh, the number of callers that we're going to take. That number will, uh, will re- represent the caller who wins, and they are going to have to have the correct phrase that pays as it were okay josh i'm thinking of a number between one and ten what is good it? for two what is oh it? you want me to guess yes. oh, okay yes. see how this works uh <laughs> i like the number I, I like lucky number seven that's wrong but i figured <laughs> that wasn't the number i was thinking <laughs> pick another number i hate seven everybody picks seven everybody picks seven all right three Three. I like three. Three is good, you know, because it's not seven. So you got to be caller number three. And, you know, I have no idea. I have no clue. What do we make them say? And that, that's what she said? No. that, that 50 would, watts is better than 40? <laughs> 50 is better than 40. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, well, let's make them say something about Midland. Uh, no, it's got, I was going to say, it has to be something about Midland. So uh, Midland, USA and 50 watts. Or uh, Come on, man. You're, you're killing me here. <laughs> it's, you got to think on your feet, man. Uh, Midland, USA gives uh, me 50 watts. Not, not, not watts, but watts. <laughs> could you imagine W-H. could you imagine digging through those voicemails did he oh, say no, watts or did he say watts in there hot um how about uh midland usa is number one in my book i like that is that okay that works. yeah so, midland usa is number one in my book you must be 18 years of age or older your mailing address must be in the continental united states you may only call in once per giveaway any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time your call must include your caller id one chance to win per individual per giveaway all these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway we will contact you with a text message at the number you called from good luck cheaper so caller number number three three and Midland, USA is number one in my book. It's the phrase that pays. Man, I just, you know, FM radio, here I come. Uh, and, and 1980s, too. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what you, what you got to do. You just call in. And, of course, you can get the voicemail uh, phone number to call. Uh, I know some of you guys have it on speed dial because you're used to doing these, uh, these giveaways with us. Uh, but uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and scroll on down through there and you will see the number that you have to call. And you have to be caller number three and you have to say Midland, USA, number one in my book. All right, so much work. Just give me the damn radio. Oh, it cannot be easy. I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, not having to pay the money. You know what the retail price on this thing is? Uh, I'm going to guess somewhere around $99. You're close. There's a 99 in the number. $399 is the retail oh! price on this. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a Midland radio, that- and you know the quality of Midland. And people have been using Midland CBs for years, and they've been using GMRS radios for years. We've got several uh, people, uh, actually one of them in the Zoom room tonight, that uh, has been waiting desperately for the 50-watt version to come out. 
And as we just heard in the interview, he's going to wait till the summer for the <laughs> MXT uh, 270, uh, the 575, the upgrade from the 275, which is a 15 watt uh, up to a 50 watt. So, uh, yeah, it was it was great talking to Zach, and he gave us a lot of good, good information. And uh, I'm, I'm, I thought it was really cool how he actually leaked kind of about uh, Midland coming out with a GMRS repeater that people will be able to buy very soon. So big thanks to Zach at MidlandUSA.com for making this radio available to us so we can give it to you. Tony, did you tell them about the discount code? Discount code? Are you saying, but wait, there's more? (laughs) But wait, there's more! (laughs) So, uh... I mean, I was blown away by this. Uh, I asked Zach, I said, hey, man, I appreciate you know you doing the interview. I appreciate you making the radio available to, for us to give it away. Uh, is there any way we could ask you for more? <laughs> and he didn't think so, but yes, I did. I asked him, you know, how about a discount code for our Jeep Talk Show listeners? And, and he said, and I quote, we weren't going to offer any discounts for the MXT 500 since we think they will sell out pretty quickly without any discounting. But yes, Tony, <laughs> we will give you God, the discount. How special are we? Yes, we'll give you the discount code of JTS 500. And this is a 10% discount only good for the MXT 500. And it's only going to be good from 111 January the 11th to January 17th and I'm telling you man if you're planning on buying a 50 watt GMRS MXT 500 from midlandusa.com you better get there first bright and early on the 11th which is a Tuesday morning and use that code I'm never going to get one of these radios <laughs> They're well, going to be sold out for like, they're going to be back ordered for two years, uh, you know. Well, you know, it's, it's, I find- it's tough getting them over from, from overseas too. So, I mean, them, they had to push this release back several times just to make sure they had enough inventory. Yeah, they got one crate in the whole warehouse. There's like one crate in the middle of it. And it's I- like gold lights shining down on it at all times and <laughs> yeah but it's right next to the ark yeah, it's right yes. next to the ark of the covenant <laughs> <laughs> that warehouse yeah so uh but but not, i'm i mean the feeling i got from zach you just heard the the interview i got the feeling i got from zach is they have a bunch of them they just think that the 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 want and the and it's been it's been years that people have been talking about Midland coming out with a fifty watt radio. So I think that the, the the desire from so many people is there that they're going to wind up running out of. It wouldn't matter how many they had. So I'm sure they'll get more. So don't freak out. But if you want one now, be the first GMRS kid on your block to have a Midland fifty watt radio. Here is your chance. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for how years now, and I figure I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little? bit i just want to thank of all i thank all our paid subscribers for uh you know not only listening but uh releasing some of that hard-earned money of uh that, that you have and, and josh what was it Lee, we were talking about in the uh the the google chat earlier something about uh, florida and and ducking jeeps 
Yeah, so uh, there's this guy in in Florida. You know, everybody knows. Well, most people know about this this Jeep ducking thing that goes on. People are leaving little rubber duckies on on Jeeps, and it's you know your Jeep has been ducked, and you should feel special or or something like that. It's it's or violated. It's cute, it, right? <laughs> one or the other. Um, but this guy is taking that and kind of taking it to another level. He's using the the rubber duckies, but he's leaving his business card with them uh, with a special number uh, on it. And he's wanting to give back quote-unquote, uh, allegedly, and he's asked the 22 randomly ducked Jeeps in the Cape Coral area of Florida to post a picture on social media and tag his business. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, uh, uh, apparently he'll, he'll uh, pick a winner out of these 22 um, people and present them with a gift card. And, and when I zoomed in from, uh, there was a, a news video uh, some some you know intern was was trying to uh, you know do a story on this or something like that, and he held up the the card for like a half a second. <laughs> I paused the video, zoomed in, and it looked like the number fifty was scribbled on it with like ballpoint pen. And I was like, oh come on. So okay, he's doing this shameless plug with his business, capitalizing on this Jeep thing with these ducks. But trying to get you know more business out of it and a whole bunch of social media exposure. Did you? Did that you, is way more shameless than what we're doing, Tony. <laughs> did you? Did you? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I hate that by being shameless. But did you? Did you get a feel for how he got on TV with it though? Because I'd like to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I apparently it was a, sn- a slow news day. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it must have been. So there's a there's a really cheesy outfit out there that's doing something with rats and infecting jeeps with uh, with infectious oh, that sounds rats. Way and more awesome than ducks. It does, doesn't it? You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I don't remember if it was actually in the interview or just the the, the discussion that uh, Greg Henderson and I had uh, when we were uh, doing the interview. Uh, he just really doesn't like getting his jeep ducked. And I was really surprised about that. He actually has a video about it on his uh, his uh, YouTube uh, uh, unofficial use only uh, YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. there's another person I know. You remember uh, Ryan, uh, Doctor Moab? Uh, he, oh yeah. He ordered a Gladiator about the same time I did. Uh, actually, a month earlier, and we got him about, about the same. But I wouldn't pick on him about that. Um, <laughs> he he doesn't like the ducks so much. He ha- he got a license plate that said no duck. And his, oh, I like that. And his friends, of course, knowing how he felt about it, uh, put, put about the living s out of him. Put yes, about a hundred or two hundred ducks <laughs> in the bed of his gladiator. <laughs> and I think there was a, a, an oversized duck involved as well. Oh, there has to be at least one. Yes, uh, it was an inflatable something. Uh, I don't know if Ryan wants to talk about that. So yeah, the uh, the ducking thing I think is a great idea, and it's 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 wonderful. It's sweet. But damn it. But it's not as cool as infectious it's, agents. It's spreading just, that's right. <laughs> oh, uh, we need to get some uh, some sort of candy manufacturer to come up with rat droppings that we can include when oh, the. <laughs> a little bag of rat droppings. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the next uh, thing we'll be adding. Raisinets, man. It's raisinets. I don't know. <laughs> little pellets. All oh, these are sweet. They're good. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And in episode 547, you guys kind of looked back on the past 50 episodes. And I'd kind of like to uh, look back at the past 50 episodes and play some of the uh, highlights of Nikki G 
from the past 50 episodes. <laughs> so there I was in a tree trying to lick a possum. So here I was riding a skateboard with Bigfoot and sharing a Slurpee as I was laying on the desk awaiting my probing. <laughs> so there I was standing on the ladder wondering how many ferrets I can juggle. Waiting for my probing. Did you ever wonder how many toes you could fit in your mouth at once and what it would taste like? And if you could fit the same amount of frogs in your mouth? Well, that's not why I'm calling. No. I'm calling to tell you that I told my doctor I think I'm turning invisible. Yeah, he said he can't see me now. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. Josh, correct me. <laughs> I never, I never take, wait for the music. Um, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Tammy have some, uh, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, have some followers that were offering to put her toes in their oh, mouth for, for, for hard-earned right. cash? No, she made the mistake of like posting a barefoot <laughs> a, a picture of her without any socks on or something like that, and and you know there's there's one in every crowd, and and somebody uh, kind of went off the deep end and got a little inappropriate with uh, <laughs> suggesting that uh, that she should be doing something with her toes and with him and something like that. It got it got out of out of control very quickly, and she had to. Uh, uh, kind put, of put, put, put some shoes thing. on, damn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, have you ever had a, ever had a foot massage, Josh? Because I'm thinking if that feels good, once you get past the creep factor, uh, having your toes sucked probably would be kind of uh, therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to say that is definitely the last thing I thought we'd be talking about on the show tonight. <laughs> well, that's the specialness of this show. <laughs> God. Oh, no, about uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think so? I think, you know, like once once you get maybe you had to throw up a couple of times and it's like, well, you know, this doesn't feel too bad. You know, I just don't like the, the way that guy's looking at me, though. <laughs> Don't we have a voicemail? We do. It's like you're psychic. <laughs> hey, I got a question about an auto stick transmission in a Jeep um, Compass, and it seems like uh, we've been using the man. We've been using the automatic uh, transmission generally since we purchased the vehicle, but it seems like it's starting to slip a little. And I was wondering if, by chance. Um, utilizing, beginning to utilize the manual portion of the transmission would make a difference in the slippage or if it's the transmission as a whole that's going to give us problems. Thanks for your input. Yeah, that's uh, man, that, 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 bad one of those news. <laughs> this this, bad this news. is bad news. Unfortunately, and I hate being the bearer of bad news, uh, regardless of which mode of the transmission that you're in, uh, and, and even if you're, if you're, you know, Jeep has, uh, you know, the selection where, you know, you can kind of choose whether it's sport mode or eco mode or, you know, things like that, regardless of any of that sort of stuff, if the transmission is slipping, the transmission is slipping, uh, and, and no, no kind of finagling is going to get around that. Uh, and, and so what's going to happen is that, is that transmission needs to be serviced, needs to be rebuilt, uh, something like that. I, I will say that you can, at the very least, check your transmission fluid. This generally, for most vehicles, includes uh, uh, the vehicle being up to temperature uh, on flat level ground, um, in park, uh, move with your foot on the brake, move the stick shift into every position, and then back into neutral, uh, and then go out and check the, uh, check the transmission fluid. Some vehicles require it to be in park, some require it to be in neutral. Either way, it needs to be uh, running and up to temperature and on level ground. Uh, and if it looks brown and not red, or uh, if it's low, 
Well, that could be part of your problem. Uh, and this may need not uh, be a mechanical issue at all. It just is a maintenance issue and you have a transmission leak or you need to add some fluid or um, uh, might, might even benefit from a flush. Now, th all that being said, if there is an underlying issue, well, that's going to take precedence and that needs to be addressed. Uh, and no amount of additives or anything like that. Uh, a bottle of Transmedic is not going to make this go away. It might get you another 500 miles or 1,000 miles. Uh, but eventually the problem's going to come back and it's going to be worse. Or, so, give, or uh, give you time to uh, trade in or sell the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would Don't say that, that uh, uh, yeah, you know, you're looking at, at, at getting rid of the vehicle at this point or, um, or putting the money into, uh, into fixing it. Yeah. I uh, wish there was uh, another answer for you, but that's, uh, that's the long and short of it. Or upgrading to a 392 Wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's where, that. Where the slipping that you get will be from the tires, not from people, the transmission. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to go from a, from a Jeep Compass to a 392, though. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, that. oh, my <laughs> God, I'm just so excited. So uh, I, will, I will tell you this, though. Um, the, there is nothing, um, there is no connection between a, a standard manual uh, transmission setup and an automatic. Uh, it's all automatic, and whenever you're switching it manually, you're just taking the control, if you will, away from the, the transmission and telling it what gear you want it to be in. But all the same mechanical stuff that was in there before is still the same stuff. And that's why if it's slipping, if it's slipping, and, and maybe you're wrong, you know, but you can, most places, and Josh, I think this is correct, most, most transmission shops will, will check, you, check it out for you and let you know what the problem is and that automatically say it's a $2,000 repair. I mean, <laughs> go online and see if uh, you can find a, a reputable transmission shop uh, and uh, that maybe will give you a, uh, a free diagnosis and an estimate. And of course, always, just like going to the doctor, you can always get more than one opinion. Hey, Josh, this is Matt over here at the House of Dawn. Just wanted to let you know that your 12-inch is back-ordered. But if you know your way around Dong, I will go ahead and up your order to a 15-inch and get it right out to you with no extra cost. I know you're going to love it. Yes! It's powder-coated black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings, once you smack it, Ooh. you'll never go back. Now, I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of Dong you want. I'm proud that you chose ours. So, thanks a lot. Be seeing you. That is hilarious. Now, Josh, I know you. You weren't listening to any of that until he said, you being a famous guy. And then you per your ears perked right up. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks I'm famous? What a, you know, how, how does the joke go? What a weird way to start a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you must have needed this every day. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff, pick of the week for your Jeep. Now, honestly, this pick of the week for your Jeep uh, is is not going to be for everybody. Uh, oh, this is God. probably going to be one of the more expensive pick of the weeks for your Jeep that we've had here on the show in the show's history. Uh, and honestly, the inspiration for this uh, came twofold. Uh, one, it's uh, uh, CES, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, uh, one of these shows that uh, is near and dear to my heart, uh, spending over a decade of my life in mobile electronics. Uh, that is uh, kind of the, the pinnacle of, of mobile electronics right there, and, uh, and they always have just the newest stuff in car audio coming out and all the newest gadgets and stuff. So um, that being said, they are releasing uh, a version of what I'm about to tell you uh, at the show uh, pretty much right now, but it's not going to be available until February. I'll talk about that here in a minute. 
The other inspiration uh, came from actually episode 511. Uh, when a, a listener by the name of Brent P. wrote into the show asking about waterproofing a stereo for his Jeep. And it was actually a Jeep TJ Wrangler. Uh, this, uh, this particular um, item that I'm going to be talking about is actually a waterproof stereo, but it is only for the 2011 to 2018 Wrangler JKUs, or JKs rather. Uh, and this is a, uh, it comes with a 9-inch uh, mechanical less, uh, means there's no mechanical parts and it's all digital, all electronic, weather-resistant receiver with built-in navigation with off-road mode and dash bezel, uh, which has been engineered by Alpine specifically for the 2011 to 2018 Jeep Wrangler. And yes, I did say a 9-inch screen on this thing. Uh, it has a weather-resistant touchscreen and bezel rated at an IP53 for protection, meaning you could pretty much hose this thing down uh, and will guard against it against dust with limited ingress and freshwater spray up to a 60-degree vertical angle. The off-road mode provides uh, vehicle data, trail and campground information, and an off-road camera interface when used with front and or rear cameras, which are sold separately. Built-in Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Bluetooth, and HD radio, and it is Sirius XM ready. Uh, meaning you just got to buy that extra component. Now, releasing at CES right now is a newer version of this, which has an IP55 rating, a little bit better as far as waterproofing and dust intrusion and all that. Also comes with lossless audio and as, as a price tag of about $1,000 less than what this is currently selling for, So, uh, which is a big deal, actually. Uh, okay. So if you are if you are just itching to get a waterproof stereo for your 2011 to 2018 Jeep Wrangler, um, I would hold off on a little bit. This is a good option for you, and I'm kind of putting this up there to whet your appetite because in February the new version of this comes out, and uh, and at that point you're going to save yourself a thousand dollars and be able to get the same thing except just a little bit better quality. So uh, this is kind of a much do about nothing in another, you know, f uh, I don't know, 10 episodes or so, um, five episodes, we'll go ahead and release in, uh, in uh, uh, this same segment, uh, another pick of the week for your Jeep, the newest version of this, and I'll go ahead and outline all the goodies and, and things that it comes with and what it can do and all that then. Uh, for now, though, uh, this will at least get you window shopping. So Josh, you know how I like to work this into any conversation, if, it's, if it makes any kind of sense at all. No, it will not uh, uh, suck your toes. I will say, oh, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Auto suck. Um, so the the Atlas that I bought for my XJ was only yeah. $2,700. <laughs> this is $2,899.99. Let's just go ahead and call that $2,900. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is a big chunk of change. But, uh, you know, if... if uh, you drive, if you're the kind of person that drives with your top off for, you know, 10 months out of the year, uh, you're, you're constantly finding yourself getting caught in rainstorms and stuff like that. Well, this may be worth it for you. Uh, obviously, professional installation would be suggested, uh, but it is one of those things to where, you know, if you are looking for a waterproof stereo for your JK, uh, and it's uh, between the 2011 and 2018, and you've got the money, well, the A-team is who you call. I mean, this is uh, what you need. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, there are people out there that are very concerned about their, they've had stereos damaged and uh, they can't use them anymore because the, the weather got to them because, you know, rains happen uh, at the the worst moments, the uh, topless type things, uh, situations. And it's even happened to me and I don't even hardly drive uh, my wife's TJ, TJ very much. Do you know that a brief rainstorm, it was so heavy, it was during one summer. Uh, I had to find the drain plugs in her TJ. There was, oh, there was, and I had a top. I just didn't have the sides on. 
So there was a cover. The Still, top was on. Was, wow. Yes. Yes. Slosh, slosh, slosh. And oh, you know, the, the carpet smell better than a wet dog. Or just like one. Yeah. I guess so. Anyway, yeah. it's uh, Well, now that you must have a waterproof stereo for your own Jeep, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 550. Do you notice you already have all the Zoom people's names there in front of you? Outstanding. It's almost like we know what we're doing. <laughs> Good Lord, that's a Randomly, list. we know what we're doing, and it needs to get more consistent. <laughs> Ooh, I should have put socks on. This is this ground's wet. <laughs> I'm starting to have a, uh, a flashback. Getting in between your toes. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Full service. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, if you're new to the show, this is the part where we pull our Jeeps up around the campfire, uh, grab a chair, crack a beverage, and talk about one particular topic or another. And it's all focused on one subject, uh, one debate, topic, something like that. And, uh, and I asked the question this week, is the use of forward-facing trail cameras or backup cameras and in-dash displays like the Alpine T-Cam or trail cam system uh, when wheeling, is that considered cheating? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, we're going we're gonna to kind of go around the horn and uh, we've got a whole bunch of people around the campfire tonight. And, uh, and if I don't call your name tonight, it's because there's just so many folks around the campfire. I'm not going to be able to get to everybody. It means so Josh doesn't like you. I'm sorry. I just got to get that out there. Try and get to some of the new <laughs> names around first, and uh, and if you would like to be in around the campfire side chat, the very next time we have a campfire side chat segment, well, you can. There's no uh, pay to play or uh, VIP special access, anything like that. that you got to worry about. Uh, and I will tell you just in here, in just a few minutes, uh, how you can actually join in on the very next recording of the Jeep Talk Show and actually become a part of the Jeep Talk Show. For now, though, I am going to go over to Travis and ask our friend Travis. Travis, uh, are these kind of uh, camera systems in Jeeps uh, a form of cheating when off-road or not? I'm going to go with no. Um, I drive an old 89YJ. I think majority of everybody knows that. I'm watching Truck Night in America a few years back, and all of a sudden I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get some cameras. I saw them doing – they are basically driving on – Two logs elevated up off the road, and it was an amazing show. Uh, hate we lost it. Hate we lost one of the hosts. Um, but with that, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to buy some cheap cameras and make that happen." I've got one camera underneath my Jeep, looking at my pumpkin, so I can see. And when I'm off road, I turn that camera on, and I've got visual. I've got the underside view. I've got a spotter always with me because I'm in the YJ and can't get over anything even if I can see it or not. <laughs> that said, that camera does help. Um, I'm in a YJ. I like the cameras. I appreciate them. I spent a total of, I think, $30 in making that happen. And it's been fantastic. I still get towed out of 90% of everything I see, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say, you know what else would help is learning how to wheel. But that would be, that'd be yeah. Oh, no. no. I'm kidding. I am, I am very much kidding. No. No, you're, this you're is going, why Travis uh, isn't with us very often. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an a-hole, a-ole-o. Uh, no, uh, no they, everybody's got their, their, uh, their stance on this topic. I, I knew this is kind of going to be a, a fun one a little bit. And, uh, and I know that I'm going to be picking on some people because I know we've got several folks around the campfire tonight that, uh, that have newer Jeeps. 
Uh, Tony, I think you're one of them, but I don't know if your Jeep has that trail cam, uh, is, if it's equipped with the cameras and stuff, except for maybe the, the, the backup camera. Yeah, backup camera. The, the front camera is an option if you get a Rubicon. And uh, Lord knows I'll never buy a Rubicon. Unless I get real, a lot of money, then I might do it. How much that option is? Probably like a $900 option for a little tiny camera. Yeah, I don't even uh, use the reverse camera. My, my wife loves it, though. But I digress. How about Mike Zen? Mike Zen, are these cameras and screens and all this the sort of visual aid system, is it, is it cheating when you're off-road? I would say no. I mean, if it's going to help you to get through the trail a lot faster, then go for it. You know, it's like it will help you out. And you're always trying to avoid get, uh, hitting the, the pumpkin or anything underneath. So if you can see a lot better and get through it, i say it's, it's good. Yeah, but so would a jetpack, right? No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, it's it's just another tool. I mean, it's like a locker, really. I mean, is is a locker cheating? Some people think so. Okay, all right, Tony. I'll I'll uh, point for Tony there. I'll give you I'll give you that one. Uh, all right. How about uh, how about Tom? Tom P. Uh, are these uh, camera systems uh, considered cheating when off road or not? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't I don't really use the one I have in my backup camera most of the time. I don't look, and I still look around. I think if I was doing shelf roads like Black Bear, I'd like to have one front and rear if I'm backing over Ooh, yes. the, the cliff and uh, see how close I can get so I can do less of a 13-point turn and maybe do it in 10. Yeah, those, uh, those kind of situations are not where you want to have to uh, suddenly, oh, no, we got to go back. I left my phone where we had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not happening. We're, uh, we're not turning around. Uh, you know, I, I get you. There are points uh, in time uh, and on, on certain trails uh, where that kind of system would come in very handy and, and possibly even be life-saving, uh, I suppose, in, in certain situations. All right, how about Garrett? Garrett, where do you fall on this topic? Um, I mean, it's really to each their own. Um, if you use them, cool. If not, it's whatever. But um, I don't think I'm going to plan on putting anything on because I don't want to add any more wiring and any more stuff. On <laughs> any more points of failure. <laughs> right. Well, it is, a, it is a possibility. I mean, every other thing that you add to your Jeep or, or modify it with is something else that can fail or quit or break or, you know, whatever. But, uh, but Jeep is putting these kind of systems in from the factory uh, in certain, uh, on, on certain builds. And so this may be a sign of, of things to come. Uh, and we can obviously go to Amazon right now or, heck, probably even Wish and find a Chinese knockoff version of these same kind of systems to put into and retrofit into virtually any any kind of vehicle. Uh, and so they may be coming more commonplace than than what we'd uh, what we'd like to see. All right, how how about uh, Nathan from Pittsburgh? Nathan, uh, I'm going to ask the same question to you: cameras or not? I mean, I'd say that's up to the individual, but uh, I'd say that one of the best things about having a Jeep is basically the unlimited amount of accessories to customize it the way you want it. If you want it, go for it. If you don't, I mean. No one's forcing you to use it. You know, that's a good point. These things aren't uh, necessarily automatic. And even if the Jeep is equipped with them, it is up to you whether or not you use them or not. I, I don't think that they, uh, they automatically come on in every situation and they can be uh, bypassed or not used or, uh, or you know, taken out altogether. Uh, so yeah, it's not like a stop-start function that forces you to use it. Right, exactly. God, if there was a permanent bypass <laughs> on that, that would be nice. There is. Mine's turned off. Uh, how about Steve-O? Steve, uh, cameras and Jeeps, uh, is it a thing that we should be uh, considering or not? I'm indifferent. I, if you want to have it and use it, that's great. I mean, I got a Rubicon. I don't have it. 
I can add it. It's like 98 bucks. I just looked it up on Amazon. Uh, but it, I'd rather be watching the terrain, watching the spotter, not looking down at the screen because then my eyes aren't where I want to be. That's and kind of where I'm coming from. You can't you know, say oh shit when you're looking at a screen because you don't have orientation to the landscape that's moving when it shouldn't be. You need to be out there with a VR headset attached to the camera and have a a, a pan motion control on the camera. So you're zzz, zzz, zzz. Yeah, I'd rather have my eyes on the trail and the spotter. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of in the same same boat right there. Uh, you know, a spotter is going to be able to give you, I think, better direction than what you can interpret from a two dimensional screen image. That's and that's the biggest problem is it's not 3D. You're having to translate that 2D image into 3D based on your experience, and and you may be wrong. And it doesn't show you what your tires are at and what they're on. Well, the one from right. the one from Jeep on the JL and the JT does. It's it, it shows yeah, you a path. It's like the the backup camera does. Yeah, but you yeah, can't see you, underneath the Jeep. If you're straddling a rock, right? Oh, you, yeah. You, you could be about to slide off. I'd rather have the spotter, you know, watching his hand signals, which way I need to be turning my wheel. Well, you can blame the spotter then, too. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say, you say that, but yet my camera, I mounted myself back in under behind the pumpkin. So I have a visualization of both tires, left and right, and I can see it. I'm watching my spotter, but... There comes a point in time where I'm not moving. I'm looking, and I can see the trail underneath the Jeep clearer than a spotter can sitting up on a shelf looking down at me. That's true. I mean, it's fair. I mean, like I said, I'm indifferent. It's, it's. I don't have experience with them. I guess maybe to say yes or no. Yeah, it comes from a, a comfort level too, I suppose. I think everybody's kind of in the same boat with you know, it's it's up to the user, uh, you know, user preference, you know, all that sort of stuff, uh, and what you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with diverting your attention uh, from the trail and 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 looking for another source of of uh, a visual input, uh, then you know it might it might serve a purpose. Otherwise, it could be a distraction for somebody else behind the wheel. It's another tool uh, you have to learn how to use. Right, right, or yeah, or yeah, you're right. Learn how to use it or or not. Uh, what about Charles Fredericks? Charles, uh, is the camera system something that you would use or not? Yeah. Josh, I'm all about technology. And if I could have a camera that just straight to social media. Truth is finally um, out. Man, that would be so neat that everyone could watch my move before I even do it. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm with everybody else. I mean, backup cameras in the trucks are spectacular. I think I'd be a terrible parker if I didn't have one nowadays, but I grew up without them. My Jeeps, of course, don't have them. But uh, I think it's a cool tool, man. Like, I, I, I dig it. But uh, I don't have one, of course. But uh, I don't have no problems if, if people use them, you know. I, I think oh, yeah, no, cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault somebody on the trail for for using it. You know, you only made it up that because you have a camera in the back of your yeah, Jeep, right? You know, it's, <laughs> right. I mean, it's like not, 37 not inch be. tires. I mean, if you've got to have 37 inch tires to get up the trail, <laughs> you might as well have a camera and a computer doing it for you. Shots I mean, fired. I'll sit back and drink your beer, and it'll be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. All right, we're going to keep going. Uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys. Bob, chime in on this. I have no problem with cameras, uh, especially since I break rule number one in wheel alone. Uh, <laughs> evidence. I started Video evidence. with my pickup using a GoPro stuck to the hood, shining down in front of me so I could see what's going on. 
Yeah, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. You know, I've I've, I've got a couple GoPros and and uh, I. I've only recently had a phone that was actually capable of controlling them, you know, via Wi-Fi or, or Bluetooth and stuff. And it, it's, uh, I, I've never mounted them underneath the Jeep, but that's, I suppose that's one of those things where I, if you want to get creative with a, with a GoPro mount and put it underneath your Jeep and, and hook it up to sync it up to your phone, uh, then you could sort of have one of these systems willy nilly, but man, that's a lot of expensive low hanging fruit underneath the Jeep. And I'd hate to hate to lose that thing down the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Well, Larry could build you a cage for it. <laughs> well, speaking of Larry, uh, Larry, why don't you tell us uh, what do you think about these camera systems on Jeeps? So I think the cameras are just just like any other tool out there. You know, especially like it was brought up on shelf roads. I'd rather go go the easy way around it versus over it. And it's like we all have different levels of our tools. You know, we don't we don't use some of us use CBs, some of us are ham power tank versus compressor. Impressive. What do you want? We all have different kinds of tools that we all use, and it's all it's all meant to have a better time out on a trail. Well said. You're here. You're here. Yeah, very very well said. Uh, Chris, 7slats.com. Be sure to check out his blog, 7slats.com. Chris, uh, what do you think about cameras and Jeeps? I don't like them. I just don't. I don't like driver aids, and, and I'm strong on that because of Personal experience with my daughter a couple of years ago, she failed her driver's test because she zoned in on the backup camera and the parking test, and she just freaked out, and it, I just don't like them. So I taped up the driver's camera for a, the backup camera for a couple of weeks, and uh, she figured out how to park a vehicle without the camera. Now, I know Very that's not off-road related, but it's just where I'm at. I'm just not a... I'm not a driver aid kind of guy. I've had some time behind some new Subarus, um, and it's the gin- I call it gingerbread stuff. I mean, all the lane control and cameras and everything. I'm just yeah. I'm not a fan. But and that's that's a kind of off topic. But uh, well, I'm no, it kind of it, it creates a dependency, or it can I suppose yes, yes, open yes. up the opportunity for a, a a dependency to be created, and and I. I would rather there be a base skill set well established before that is even presented, and, and regardless of, of of you know whether it's uh, a fifteen year old kid wheeling for the first time or a fifty one year old guy who's been wheeling for forty years, you know, I, I it, it's to that point though that base skill set erodes very quickly with the driver aids. I suppose it could. I suppose it could, especially when they uh, when they're enacted uh, without without control, or if you're you know yes. unable to, to turn them off. Uh, and I think the Subarus are are a lot like that as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to call it right there. We're running out of time tonight. I want to thank everybody who's around the campfire tonight: Chris, Larry, John, Steve, Travis, Jim, Mike, uh, Josh, as well, Tom, uh, Christopher. I wish I could have gotten to you. Uh, Bob, Charles, Garrett, Isaac, and Nathan from Pittsburgh as well. Uh, shout out to all you guys. Big Jeep wave to all of you. Thanks for, for coming around the campfire tonight. Really appreciate it. And if you yourself listening to this would like to be around the campfire and, and meet all these really cool Jeepers, uh, have a good time as we record the show uh, and actually be a part of the show as we record it, uh, then we highly encourage you to, to join in. And you can do this by any number of ways. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and uh uh, and see uh, you know when the when we start putting stuff out or receive notifications via our newsletter. 
Our newsletter comes out once a week. Uh, we don't sell your information and we don't spam you, anything like that. But it comes up with uh, all kinds of uh, great information about giveaways. Uh, of course, the link to join in and, and, uh, and join in on the, on the fun with the Zoom and, and the campfire side chat and all that. Uh, and it's very easy to sign up and subscribe to it. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you're going to find that link to click and sign up. Don't worry. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Hey, don't forget, next week we've got Steve Sasaki of Powertank.com. That's right, Powertank, that Powertank. I mean, it's an interview with him coming up in our very next episode. Well, that's it for the show for this week, fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to tell a friend about the 4x4 Radio Network. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show presents a choking hazard for some, and may be harmful or fatal if swallowed. To avoid the danger of suffocation, keep the Jeep Talk Show away from your pie hole. The Jeep Talk Show is for your ear holes only. Yeah, pay, pay close attention to the length of the toes before you start. Podcasting since 2010.